Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are going to rejoice and be glad in it. And, and we thank you. Good morning, Calvary. Good morning. This is a beautiful day. Praise God for the weather, Lord. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. We just praise you that we're able to get up this morning, O oh Lord. This is a new day, a new blessing, a fresh anointing, O oh God. Lord, Father, we just come before you right now, and we just thank you, Lord. We just praise you, Lord. We're going to glorify your holy name, Lord. Father, we're grateful, Father God, for who you are, Lord. Father, you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, Lord. Father, you are God of covenant, O God. Your promises are yes and amen, O God. Father, it will be fulfilled, Father, not according to our time, but according to your time, O God. And Lord, Father, we thank you for the promises, Lord. We thank you, Father, for you are a covenant God. You are a faithful God. You are an everlasting Father in the name of Jesus. Lord, Father, you love us, Father God, even before you knew, Father, that we gave our hearts to you. You loved us, O oh God, so much that you sacrificed your own son, Lord. Father, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Father, we are with whosoever's, O oh Lord. Father, and we thank you, Lord, that we said yes to you, O oh God. Lord, Father, we praise you right now. We're just going to glorify you. We're going to declare, Father God, you're an open heaven over this place right now and that your heavens will be opened up. As the praises go up, the blessings will come down. Lord, Father, as the praises go up, the blessings will come down. Lord, we're going to praise you with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. Oh, Father, we do not want to live without you, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, that even when we walk through the trials, oh God, you are there, oh God. When we go to the lowest valley, you are there, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, Father, even David said in his psalm, oh God, oh Lord, you have examined our hearts, oh God, and you know everything about us, Lord. You know us when we sit down and stand up. You know our thoughts even when we are far away, Lord. You see us when we travel and when we rest at home. You know everything that we do, Lord. You know what we're going to say even before you, Father God, we say it, Lord. You go before us and you follow us. You place your hand of blessing upon our heads, oh God. Such knowledge is too wonderful for us, Lord. Too great for, too great for us to even understand, Lord. We can never escape from your spirit. We can never get away from your presence. If we go up to the heaven, you are there. If we go down to the grave, you are there. I ride, if I ride on the wings of the morning, if I dwell in the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide us, Lord. Your hand will guide us in the name of Jesus, and your strength will support us. Lord, we ask that the darkness, even if I, we ask the darkness to hide us and the light around us to become night, but even in the darkness we cannot hide from you. If you go to, if we, if you go to the night shines as bright as the day, darkness and light are the same, as, same thing as you, to you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, you made all the delicate inner parts of our body. You knitted us together in our mother's womb. Thank you for making us such wonderfully complex beings, O oh God. Father, in the name of your workmanship is marvelous. How well that we know it, Lord. Oh, Father, you watch us as we're being made, formed in our mother's womb, O oh God. As we were woven together in the dark part of the womb, Lord. You saw us before we were even born, O oh God. You saw us even before we were born. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Every day of our life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day has passed. 
How precious are your thoughts about us, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. We can't even count them, Lord. They are outnumbered by the grains of the sand. Even when we wake up, they are, you are still with us, Lord. Oh God, if you could only destroy the wicked, get out of, to get out of our life, you murderers, they blaspheme you, they, our enemies misuse your name. Oh Lord, you shouldn't hate those who hate you. Shouldn't we hate those who hate you? Shouldn't we despise those who oppose you? Yes, Father God, even those, Father God, in the name of you, your enemies are our enemies, but search us, O oh God, and know our heart. Set, search our hearts, O oh God, and know our hearts. Test us, Lord, Father, and know our anxious thoughts. Point out anything in us that offends you, Lord. Point out anything in us that offends you, Lord, and lead us along the, of the path of everlasting life. David cried out to the Lord. He repented, and he was, Father God, he was the apple of your eye, O oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. We praise you, O oh God. We thank you, Father God, for the forgiveness of sins, O oh God. Father, that if there's anything in us that will hinder our worship unto you, O oh God. Father, we can repent right now, whether we know, knowingly or unknowingly, O oh God. But Lord, Father, we thank you for the forgiveness of sins. Father, renew us each day, O oh God. Revive us, Lord, Father. Father, oh, in the name of, keep our path straight before you, O oh Lord. You said the steps of a righteous are ordered by the Lord, and you are ordering each and every one of our steps. Right now, Lord, Father, we just thank you, and we praise you, Father, for what you're about to do in this place. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. Change the program. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, have your way in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you and we praise you, Father, for what you're about to do, right? In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's give God a clap offering. Amen. Let's get ready to worship the Lord today. I heard a song this morning, and I just want to start off with this. It's not part of our set, but we're going to sing it just to usher in. I mean, we're here to worship an audience of one, and that's the Lord. And we're not here for a show. We're here to worship God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. You are worthy of all praise. To you our hands we raise. You are awesome in this place, mighty God, again. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. You are worthy of all praise to you, our hands. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. 
Oh, I'll see. 
Can you do it one more time? Can you say that able part? nothing that God can't do. You are able, God. You are able. Lord, you're good. In Hebrews 13, 16, it says, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. I want to remind you today that everything that you have right now does not belong to you. It belongs to God. And when that song came on, I was like, God, you are able. You're giving me so much, you know, a movie plays in my mind all the time, right? Like, about my life and the journey. And I'm like, I should have been dead a long time ago. So much so, like, when I look at my finances now, I made so many mistakes with my finances based on the fact that I thought I was going to live. And then when I look back and I go, I should have made the smarter investments when I had it, but I didn't think I was going to live. So I was living like that YOLO, you know, like the, the younger generation would know what that is. It's like, you know, you're living in the moment. I'm looking at you, other, because you're kind of great, but, you know, YOLO means you're living in the moment, right? Like, oh, my God, let's jump off this building. YOLO, let's do it, right? Like, it's like living in the moment. And, 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 and sometimes when you live in the moment, you can miss the opportunity that God has for you and mismanage it. And then it's easy to look at that situation and say, this is it. But God is able to come back into that situation and turn it all the way around. And we serve a mighty God, and that's why you cannot neglect to do good and to share what you have. Because the gifts that you have, the ideas that you have, write them down, put them somewhere. You know, like I would have never thought in my life that I'll be where I'm at in the positions that I'm in today. You know what I'm saying? And God is good for that. Financially, God is good for that. I started in the DOE like about eight years ago. And make you remember that, right? Like, they fired me. Like, so I quit my job. I gave my two-week notice to go into the DOE, right? Um, and the week that I was supposed to start, the day that I was supposed to start, actually, I found out the minute I got there that they weren't going to hire me. But they called my job and told me to quit. They, they told my boss, like, yo, well, you know, Nate is a part of our new family. And, you know, family is big for me. So when you say I'm a part of your family and you deny me, like, I get hurt, you know? Uh, so I was hurt. And I was hurt for a long time. But when I look at the trajectory that God has taken me from that spot to where I'm at now in my career, it is absolutely amazing. And now, like, that same boss that, that didn't hire me, I see her at the hiring fairs, and she goes, oh, my God, what have you been doing with yourself? I'm like, God has been pretty good to me, amen? Like, he's opening up some doors for me, so much so that I'm rubbing elbows with you when I shouldn't even be here. And that's the kind of God that we serve, amen? 
that he'll put David as a shepherd boy to go and fight a giant, kill the giant, take his sword and cut his head off with the sword. Like, that's my type of fight, right? Like, I'm going to beat you up and then take, like, what you got and then, you know, not like that. Sorry. That's not, that's not, that's not a good thing. Raise an offering. Amen. Um, but, but what you got is important. Amen. So when you give today, know that you're giving, not only you give it to some good ground, but you're also giving to the fact that you got it. Be grateful of the fact that you got it. And if you think it's not a lie, it's a lie. When I think about my money, I might be broke in my pocket, but my heart is rich. You know what I mean? I might be like, you know, crazy, but my mind is at peace. Even when I look mad, I'm really at peace. Because my older self would have been a whole nother person. So God is good, amen? And know that what you have is awesome. There was a widow that she gave uh, two like cents and that's all she had what is it mites two mites and that's all she had and what she put in that offering plate was more Jesus said she gave more of what she had because that was her last people might have been given a million dollars they might have been given five million dollars but what they were given was okay it still wasn't the size of the amount that she gave because it's all she had and she gave it with all her heart amen so when you give today just give with all your heart and know that it's going to purchase a brand new TV that we cannot see words from. Amen? So when you give today, give and put it on the side. Esto para la televisión right there that hasn't been working for about five months. And my mind is going crazy because I like to look at both screens. Amen? But now I'm stuck to looking at one screen. <laughs> so we need that TV. Amen? In Jesus' name. Uh, who wants to give God la gloria? La gloria para us. Amen. Gloria para una nueva televisión. Aleluya. All right, so Elder, you got a little pressure on you today. All right, make sure you use the black card or the purple card. I don't know what color Calvary card is, but if you need me to go with you, I got a card now, amen. You can put it in my trunk. I can help you put it up, amen. But I need a TV that works, amen, because this church works, amen. Hallelujah. So please rise, please rise in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. We give you glory, God, as we give on to you, Lord. I know that you're going to bless us, press down, shaken together, and running over, God. Shall men give unto our bosoms, Lord, so we give your glory, God. We give your praise because of that, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. Lord, we're going to prepare this offering, and we're going to get ready to let the ushers lead us in the way that... By the way, can somebody give a round of applause for James? Like, I love you, man. I love you, bro. I pray that when I get that old, you're not old, I'm just saying, like... You know, when my head gets shiny like yours, it's, it's getting there, by the way. I want to be as faithful as you. You are an awesome, awesome mentor, and I love you, and thank you for everything that you do for the kingdom of God. Amen. You brought a lot of round of applause in that. <laughs> Did you ever trademark, it's a home run, you hit it out the ballpark. Did you ever trademark that? Did you ever trademark that? You should. Sell some shirts. I'm, you make a lot of money. <laughs> I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll be your first customer. Oh, God, we give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, God, as we give unto this offering, Lord, make sure that you bless this church tenfold, God. Bless those that gave. Bless those that are giving through their sacrifice. Bless those that are giving in their good season, God. For whatever reason they're giving, God, I pray that you bless them, Lord. Never let them run dry. Never let them go dry, God. I pray that as they give, God, you restore them with strength, with, with, with mentality, with, with ideas, with wisdom, with strategy on how to get better, how 
to be great, God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that every generational curse is broken over every single family in this building, God, that there will be restoration in their lives, that there will be, God, love and strength and peace and joy that will flow in their house, that will flow in their car, that will flow in MTA, that will flow wherever they step, God. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. As the ushers lead. You know, Nate, you're, you're talking about how people are old, and you're looking pretty salt and pepper there yourself, pal.
I would like to just say, oops. So, quick announcement before I introduce our speaker for the day. 
Um, Friday nights. You know, you know we have service on Friday nights, right? Raise your hand if you know that we have Friday night services. Awesome. How come half of you aren't there? Why, Tone? Why you got to put me on the spot like that? I don't know. Because it's fun making you feel bad. Listen, Friday Night Live. Usually we have similar services to what we have on Sunday mornings. Uh, but on Friday Night Live, it's a little bit more casual. We don't have to wear, you know, pants and collared shirts. We can wear jeans and sneakers. I even wear shorts while preaching sometimes. Disciplina. Not here, though. Um, and so, you know, it's usually a laid-back, more laid-back service. But, um, but before the pandemic hit, we used to do something called Upside Down August. And Upside Down August was where we took the month of August and we did something fun every Friday, right? And so there will be a, a brief, like, 10-minute thing that we will talk about. We'll, we'll bring some Bible. We'll bring a little bit of preaching. But the majority of the service is going to be fun, right? So uh, we got a few things planned already. Our, our dear sister, Sydney, who's in the next room with the youth, she actually helped me to plan out what we're going to be doing for the month of August. When you see her, thank her and tell her she's amazing for doing Tony's job. Um, but this coming Friday night, we're going to have a barf night. All right, everybody say barf. Let that marinate for a second. All of you are like, what is this guy talking about? It's an acronym. Bring a real friend. <laughs> All right. I'm going to make it somebody's job to find Brother David some friends this week. We're going to find him some friends. Real friends. Not imaginary. In fact, I, I, would, I would ask you, somebody at the end of the service, can you please give that brother a hug? He sounds lonely. <laughs> he wants two. Um, but it's going to be the Bring a Real Friend Night. So I would encourage you, come out. We're actually going to have some game show type games uh, where uh, you'll probably see me and Brother Tito completely wrapped up like a mummy in toilet paper. You know, stuff like that. Something like you'd see on Nickelodeon. And then we're also, afterwards, we're going to have some uh, board games and possibly some things to eat. Not like a four-course meal, but, you know, we'll have some cakes and goodies and maybe we'll have some types of veggie snacks for those of you who can't palate the uh, bakery stuff. So, who's coming this Friday? Wow. We got three hands. Clearly, you have something very important to do Friday night. Everybody here works on a Friday night? Come on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. All right. So who can make it but are, are choosing not to come on Friday night? Let's try that. No, seriously. Friday night. Bring a real friend. Come on out. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. All right. I promise not to beat anybody in the head with the Bible. Uh, but we'll have, uh, listen, here, here I'll, I'll put this out there. We'll have dominoes, okay? All right, I just won about half the men in the house. The ladies are like, uh. But the guys are like, oh, okay. The food of the games. Either way, either way. Hallelujah. See why he doesn't have any friends? 
glory to God. Well, any, anyway, without any further ado, um, please, as you can, please make it out to Friday Night Live. Um, Upside Down August is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so, without further ado, I'd like to invite our, please stand as we invite our amazing and uh, um, dear elder, uh, father, older brother, like you wear so many hats in this house. Demand have 14 job. Anybody watching Living Color back in the day? 14 jobs. Um, if you love them, put your hands together. Praise God. You guys can sit and chill. We're just home chilling out. Praising the Lord. I want a clip. Okay, I want a clip. If I could keep my hands free, I want a clip. Oh yeah, Elder, take a note. Buy a clip. Really? <laughs> God bless you guys. Uh, it's good to be home. It's good to be home. You know, had a nice uh, opportunity to get away for a week. I hang out with my brothers and sisters, my siblings. We uh, for the first time they took me to um, DR. And I had a great time. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was nice. It was nice. It was a combination of relaxation, ministry, and running. I let the running to your imagination. <laughs> God is good. God is good. I mean, we sat there. We got there the first night. We were going to eat. Here comes my sister-in-law, and she runs to me. She goes, I, I got to, you know, I just like, I, I got to taste, I got to confess, you know. I say, hold on, let me get my collar. And she, everybody started to laugh. So it, it was fun. I was having a good time. I, mean, I was able to minister to my family and, and just have a great, put your hair, you know, your hat down, George, you, you know, and just be stupid. You know, have silly, be silly, have fun with, the, with your brothers and sisters that they can see another side of Christianity. And wow, homie gets down. We haven't seen each We haven't hanged out in years. You know, so, you know, we got down. We, we had a good time, you know. Uh, but God is good. You know, Pastor challenged me the other day about coming today and, and share a word. And um, I totally forgot I had to work today. I got I to work today, so I said, I said, yeah, sure. Actually, I told him, you know, let me think about it. And that night, I said, okay, I, you know, I'll, I'll take a step of faith. I'm just going to be obedient. If you ask me to do it, I'm going to do it. Then two days later, I said, I work Sunday morning. <laughs> so I had to make some calls, and we switched. So after here, I'll, I got to run to work. Uh, God, give me strength. He's good. You know, we were going to be talking about a couple of things. Pastor was talking about, you know, the, the word, the power of the word, and the spoken word, and, and, and I was going to talk about an angle about something that we're all familiar with, the battle of the, the battles in the mind, but I said, you know what, new title, it's going to be the power of brokenness. There's power in being broken. People think you're being broken because you messed up. <laughs> We're here because we messed up. God had I come down because we messed up. But brokenness is the evidence of our sin. 
is what causes us to refocus ourselves back with the Father. If the highway to repentance means I'm going to change direction, then brokenness is the exit to get off and go back where you came from. I'm going to tell you from my heart that a man has been broken. You guys know my journey. But there's all kinds of different brokenness, you know. The worst one it could be is breaking my father's heart. He is awesome. But I want to share a couple of things. You know, the scientists, scientists talk about the brain, you know, and the brain has, has two, two focuses. It, it, has, it presents an inner image of who you are, and it also presents an outer image of who you think you are, and how people perceive who you are. And, and, and how you perceive, they perceive how you are. You know, the brain is awesome. It keeps this body moving. I can move my fingers because my brain, the center, control center, tells it to move. It tells my blood to flow through my heart. It tells my heart to beat the blood. It causes my stomach to operate, my eyes to focus. And it takes information and downloads it and it analyzes it and it comes up with solutions. Brains are awesome. But when the Bible says, let's renew the mind, he's no longer talking about your brain. He's talking about your soul. When he says, you know, your lips are praising me, but your heart is far from me. He's not talking about your heart that pumps the blood. He's talking about your soul. See, because we serve the Lord with our soul. He says, man, the Bible says that God prays this, I pray that you may prosper and be in good health as your soul prosper. See, you could be in Christ and be in bondage. I believe we're in the season that God is not questioning, are you a believer? He's questioning what kind of believer are you? Are you free or are you bound? Remember, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, John 10, 10. But the Bible says, I come to give you life and life in abundance. Christ and what the devil plan is. And you're in the middle. And you say, well, I ain't got a choice. You know, the apostle Paul said, that's what I want to do, I don't do, and I find myself doing. You still got a choice. But then Christ died for us to set us free, right? But he sent us the Holy Spirit to guide us, to empower us, to equip us, to moderate us, to teach us. Yo, man, I got my own personal coach that taps in us whenever we start going the wrong direction. Eugene, where you going? But if I don't have a relationship, he can you me all you want because he said, the Bible says, my children, my sheep, my children, my creation, my know my voice. So if he's calling you and you're still going the wrong direction, that's an indication you don't have a relationship. Crushing is hard, man. Crushing is hard. Crushing is hard. Crushing, but necessary. If the grape never get crushed, you will never have wine. The wine may complain and want to go back to being a grape, but it can't. Once you're crushed, you're crushed. God does this for a reason. Wait, 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 wait. God will break you down because he loves you. 
how you get the egg out of the egg. God is quite crushing you because there's something that he put in you that he wants out. And we look at the crushing as, God, what are you? He says, I'm in control. But if you don't have a relationship, that crushing will cause you to run instead of stand. Where are you? Ask yourself. Where am I, Minister Mickey? With God. Not where am I with Nate. I can hang and we can goof and we can beat, but where am I with my God? Is he still sitting on the throne of my heart? Is he still sitting on the throne of your heart? Is he not greater whatever situation you're going to? Is God not greater than any situation you're going to? Is he not greater than any situation that you're going through? Then why are you going through the situation? See, you, you got to catch yourself of things what we do and say and the response that we give. See, because the soul is bound, but the mind operates automatically. And we begin to reason and rationalize things. And, and, you know, and this sounds good. There's this book out here, man. Oh, man, what was it called? I can't remember the name. And, and you start reading it, and it gets deep, man. It's talking about the word of God. And, but it's all a lie. It's describing Christ out of the context of the word of God. But it's the number one seller. There's another one. Huh? No. That's another one. Sheesh. Is there the enemy working hard to bring confusion? God, the enemy is working hard to bring confusion to his children. Why is he working so hard to keep you out of focus of the word of God? You know what the word of God says? He said, my words are spirit and truth. When he speaks out, he's speaking out life. That's what he told Joshua. Joshua, I need you to do something. And actually, I'm gonna, the Bible says, Joshua, commanding him. Joshua, my book should not depart from your mouth. Wow, not from your heart, from your mouth. That means he wants you to declare his word. So as you meditate on it day and night, then there's a condition you make. Then I'll take over. He says, then I'll make your path straight. You will be prosperous and be in good health. See, there's a condition. There's two things about God. There's a, 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 an unconditional will and a conditional will. Unconditional, he's going for you. He already paid the price for you. Unconditionally, I'm going to hang my son on the cross because I love you. That's not conditional. The conditional of us is not seek me. You want the rest of the blessings? Meet me here. Worship me here. Seek me here. And I'll continue to unpour myself on you. Come on, man. Let me get a little more worldly. You know, you're married. <laughs> you know, you're married. <laughs> and your wife said, you want what? Meet me here. Take care of me here. Serve me here. And we're one again. What's the difference? What do you think God made marriage for? And it's an early example of the Heavenly Father. Husband and bride. Husband and bride. It's the same thing. Same principle. If we can honor each other, how the heck are we going to honor him? How? It's impossible. 
the power of the of the mind. See, I, 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 it's the mind. Free our mind and soul. The Bible says that how we view ourselves has to do the has to do the our upcoming, how our parents brought us up, how, the things we learned in school, too much watching TV, life past experience dictates who we are. But the word of God says that's not who you are. Well, you know, it's, no, it's not who you are. I was talking to this young lady, and she talked to me about Adam. And I said, well, talk to me about Adam. She goes, you know, uh, what do you know about Adam? You know, Adam and Eve. Well, I was taught that because the woman ate the fruit, now we have to bear children with pain, have menstrual, and submit. And I went, oh, cool. I never heard it that way, but that's a lie. That's not what the Bible says. I says, yes, the woman's supposed to submit. She's getting, she's giving me, look, she wanted to jump at me and hit me, you know. I said, but wait a minute. There's another, there's another command in that word. He says, what's that? Man, die for your wife as I died for the Christ, for the body, for the church. Serve her, cultivate her, nurture her, protect her. I said, if you have all that, wouldn't you submit to him? She said, well, if you put it that way, that's what the word says. So when people come up to me with debates, is it the word? Well, you know, I, you know, you know, my opinion. You know, what's your opinion? My opinion, your opinion. They're both worth nothing. What does the word of God says? If you do not know the word, you're like a sailboat being slapped back and forth with every good sounding wave. Yo, man, that sounded good, man. You know, you know, you know let's look into that. Because the enemy ain't stupid, he's shrewd. He's been around for centuries, man. He's been around since the beginning of time, and he has perfected his, his attack. He knows how, what, what tickles your ear. He knows your hidden des desires. You know how he knows? Because you tell him. He observes you, he wipes you. He, you, he has his own personal reporter on you. Oh, Mickey likes this. Oh, she says this now and then. She likes sneaking around over here, Lord. His Lord, not our Lord. You know, Satan. You know, so, you know, okay, we see the pattern, what she wants, what she likes, being in the attack. How did I get here? Hey, come on, man, stop lying to yourself. <laughs> how did I get here? If you don't know how you got here, you're in trouble. <laughs> you know how you got here. Stop lying to yourself. You know, in Romans 12, 2, it says, Renew your mind. Renew your mind. Renew your mind. You know what you do by renewing your mind? You bring back to his original state. You begin to free your soul. Because you're refocusing it with the word of God. And what that does is reconnecting it with his creator, his master, its healer, his provider, his king, his lord. You know, all those things that we call them, but we don't have a relationship with. You know, we come to Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, on Sunday, and we're looking good. You know, we're, we're getting our promotion. We come up here and we give testimony. God is good. I was able to buy a house, never had the money. I got a new car. Look at the clothes I'm wearing. Look at this. And God says, yeah, you're praising me with your lips, but your soul is far from me. What well, does it gain a man to gain the world but lose his soul? Keep me broke and humble. 
keep me broken humble. God is good. He is faithful. See, I just finished reading John 10.10 10 to you guys. I come to steal, kill, and destroy. But that's only part of it. The other part is Jesus says, but I come to give you life and life in abundance. I choose the life in abundance. No, no. I choose the life in abundance. That means I got to fight for the life in abundance. Because I'm, I'm, I'm 65. But I got 60-something years of playing in the other field. You know what I'm saying? It's by his grace that I, he allows me to stand here before you and share my heart. So there's a fight here. I got to struggle. There's a war. The, the apostle Paul says, I notice that within me there's two wars. There's a battle from within. And I ain't saying nothing to you yet that you haven't heard a thousand times. You're probably better speakers than me. But sometimes we need to be reminded. The principle of faith comes says faith comes from hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God because if you're constantly hearing and hearing and hearing everything else but the word where do you think you're going to go? You're going to end up going to what you're meditating on feeding your soul then, then your soul is going to go that way because the flesh is, is against the soul right now so the flesh is running a buck wild. I want that donor. And I said, the soul saying, yo, I'm trying to get in shape. I want that donor. Who do you think is going to win? Just look in the mirror or get on the scale. You'll see who won. If you want to make a breakthrough, you got to make a stand. There's a, we're at war. Now, we're thinking about, you know, we laugh about it, Pastor Domingo, you know, you know gaining a little weight. But there's a war for our soul. And as we compromise with ourselves, we fool no one but self. Because, you know, I'm calling on you. Man, the devil don't care. If you come here, you give tithes, you give a song, you, give a, you come and preach, you, you shout, and you praise Jesus. But you walk out the door and you live in a separate life. He don't care. Come back next Sunday. Give your money away. He don't care. Praise Jesus. He knows Jesus is worth it. He knows it better than you that Jesus is worth it. He won't care. He'll let you keep playing. At the end of the day, who had that bus out there waiting for you? That's why crushing is so important. See, sin is, you know, we say, Lord, you know, take my sin from me. Wash me from my sin, from my iniquity. Throw it into the sea of forgetfulness. God says, yeah, okay, I forgot it, but you can't. You will not forget. And because we can't forget, it's why we go through the torment. But don't get mad. Praise God for that. Because it keeps you humble. If you constantly remember where you came from, it gives you a greater desire and honor to praise Him for where you're at. How can you praise Him if you can't remember where you was? So when you, you scoop back and you... you know, I'll tell you something about sin. Meant to the flesh feels good. Man, it feels good. You know? Yo, yo, Mickey, do you remember back in 15 Sunday we used to do this? Oh, man, we used to get behind the wall. We used to drink. We used to, you know, the flesh, the, the excitement, the joy, even talking about it, it should disgust us. Father, how could I have been so stupid? That's what crushing does. Squeezes you. To, not to hurt you. Not to kill you. Oh, by the way, you know, just in case we think we're talking about two different gods. Because I don't know about you, but my God don't play games. You know, not when it comes to his children. You don't play games. 
in the book of Psalm 51, yo, behave. mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercy. Blot out my transgression. Wash me through thoroughly from my iniquity and clean me from my sin. That's the heart of a broken man who's acknowledging his pain and the foolishness that he has done. And he's humbly coming before his king and says, have mercy on me. Now, the part is, this guy is crying out, which is David, what he's crying out for, he did a year ago. Because if we continue reading, it says, though my sins constantly comes back before me to destroy me, to disqualify me, Oh, merciful am I. Merciful God, have thy grace with me. If he wasn't broken, he'll keep striving. <laughs> because there's no reason for him to repent. So crushing is a good thing. Crushing is an awesome thing. Crush, crushing causes you to be awakened. You do not know the power and the authority besides me. Let me ask you a question. Are we all believers? Praise God. As a believer, you've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Let me just give you something. You know who the Holy Spirit is? The one that rose Jesus up. The one that anointed Jesus. That, Jesus, that after he was anointed, filled with the Holy Ghost, then the Holy One himself. Let me tell you about crushing. Somebody thinks, you know, something wrong here. The devil is attacking me. Sometime the Holy Spirit will take you somewhere to be tempted. Then he take Jesus and took him to the wilderness where he fasted for the 40 days and 40 nights. And it's amazing how patient our enemy is. Because he waited to the end of the 40 days when Jesus said, I'm hungry. He goes, now I got him. I got, I got a weak spot. I can hit him with something. He ain't going to hit you when you're jumping up and down Holy Ghost, giving your tithes and your, oh, God has good. He has saved me. He ain't, he'll sit back and chill out, have a drink on you and wait patiently till you get hungry or somebody cuts you off and the reaction from you, then he says, ah, I got him. I can move in. Let me, let me bring my temptation. No, he's, he don't care about you. Oh, you are a son of God. You're hungry, son of man of God. Really? Cause these bones to, I mean, cause these rocks to become bread for you, maybe. Get me behind me. For the word says that, wow, I just went black there. <laughs> yeah, that one. I'm not telling you nothing you guys don't know. But there is an anointing in each and every one of you that you guys don't get it. You are more powerful than the AT&T. If you put the AT&T and it explodes one time, it does, 
It destroys whatever ruins is in. But the power that you have can take all that that has been destroyed and through the power of the anointed one, oh my God, you can put things back in place that you thought it was dead. He told the man of God, can these bones live again? Not can these people live again. Bones. So when there's bones, there's no flesh, there's no life, there's nothing there. He said, declare to it. Proclaim it. Call the breath of my to go into it. Man, you got the power, the anointing in you to speak life, not to the person next to you, but because you got to begin first with you. You begin to speak to your dead valley, to your dead dreams, to the hopes that you don't, you can't make it anymore. Oh, I, I'm too old now. I, I, I will never get the education I need. I, I don't have enough money. Speak the word of God to the dead bones in your life and watch life come forth. Soap and awesome God. He didn't send his sons in the hope his children. A farmer don't plant seeds without the expectation of a crop. And the father planted the son in the hope of his children. Let me pick that word hope. I really don't like that hope. I, irritates me. Now faith is the substance of things hope for MVM. Hope means eh, but the Hebrew translation of the word hope there means absolutely positively yes he can. That's the difference. I don't like the word they put there but that's the English word for the translation of boom to it's not maybe he'll do it I won't pray that he moves him up behalf. According to the word of God it says if you stand I am compelled to move in your head behalf. If you dare to believe me, then I'll dare to move. That's the condition one. If you dare to stand, I'll give you the power to go forth. That's in the book of Ephesians. After you have done all, stand. Because I got the rest. You equip yourself with the word. So that no new weapon can come in and it'll prosper. It'll pop in your face or threaten you. He'll get on your case or try to mess with your children to get you out of control for the enemy can say, oh, no, no, he's still standing. Stand. What is the responsibility of a soldier to be ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for the attacks that the enemy's thrown at you? Are you ready to stand in the gap and they come after your children? Are you ready to stand in the gap and they come after your spouse? Are you ready when they get in your face? Is the old you going to pin it? Who the heck you think you're talking to? Or you're going to say, go, get me behind me. What kind of Christian are you in this season? Forget about the closet season because the closets are empty. <laughs> They're all out there. Everybody's mama's out there. Now, maybe that's why the closets are getting empty. The Christians are running in. Man, I know. Am I talking to New Yorkers? Man, New Yorkers, you know, you look at them. What the heck are you looking at? They get in the body of Christ. Oh, bless you. We became wimps. What is that anointed person? God didn't create junk. God didn't create mistakes. And God says, clearly, I did not give you a spirit of timid. Oh, I feel, but a sound mind and boldness. Where's that boldness at? 
not arrogant, boldness. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chill, bro. You may be educated. You may have more money than me. You may have this, but bro, bro, you don't know what you're talking about. When I was talking to this young lady and we're talking about God, she's giving me her opinion. I had to say, it sounds good, man. You know, you know, oh no, I believe in God. He answered my prayers. I asked for this and this and that. He answered my prayers many times. You experienced them. Yeah, but you don't know him. You see what you mean? That's what I'm talking about. You don't know him. Oh, but I believe in him. So does the devil. But doesn't he just want me to believe in him? No. He wants a relationship. I'm going to share something. I already spoke to my daughter and we're good. I met a young lady in this trip. And it turned out that we know each other. What a small world. We hit it off. We cool. We laugh. We share. She shared what was happening in her life. And I said, she knows about my wife, so I shared it with my wife and how cool. So I, you know. But the male in me got excited. Hey, hey, hey. You know what I'm saying? The male in me got excited. But the man in me had to put it in check. <laughs> I found myself walking toward the whole room. Hell no. Are oh, that's too real for you? <laughs> but then I took it a step further. I sat down with my daughters and I told them. Yeah. Dad. Um, well, I saw their face. So the next morning I sat down with them. Listen, I saw your face. You know, Dad, you know, you too. I said, I want to let you know my heart. I don't want to ever have to hide from you or lie to you. How do I win you to my father if I can't be real with you? And they went, okay. You want to date? Hell no, I ain't ready for that. <laughs> They're crazy out there. <laughs> if I get involved with anybody now, I'll get sidetracked. Then God won't be first. Right now it's me and God. And I'm enjoying the freedom to get up anytime I want and cry out and call his name. Get and go to bed when I want to, listen to the music I want to, blasting in my room, giving him glory. Amen. I'm having a good time. I'm, you know, I'm excited. I'm broken hearted because I'm missing my wife, and that will never change. 20 years from now, I'm still going to feel the same way about her. I love the heck out of her. She was my queen. But I can't not survive this journey without my God. Impossible. I can't expect my children. Oh, to give their hearts to him if they can't see God in me. Because kids, man, they pick you up, man. They know when you, they smell a phony a mile away. So when they come to me, listen, man, the honor and privilege that my kids call me. Yo, dad, I'm going to someone. We were thinking about this, what it is. I said, what the Bible says. I said, yeah, 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 that's why I called you. I want to you on the air for you. I said, I went for Father's Day to my uh, son, my two boys in Connecticut. So we went down there and he says, Dad, you, we, want us, we want you to hang out with us. I said, okay, at, at the church. You gotta go to church? I said, I gotta, I gotta be there, the pastor's not gonna be there. I said, well, 
delegate. I said, I was the one that got delegated. <laughs> I can't leave. I got to go. I said, okay, after service, run out. I said, you know, I got to greet the people. I said, listen, I'll get there. We had a great time. We were goofing around. A friend of his came. And I don't know how the conversation came out with Jesus. My grandson said, oh, you're in trouble now. Get him, Grandpa. <laughs> and he came out with some weird theology. And he said, that, Grandpa, what do you think? Waste of time. I'm not going to argue with foolishness. I'm going to argue with a man about Jesus who don't believe in Jesus. <laughs> you ain't taking me there. My time is too precious. My soul, I'm with guarding it with my life as it depends on it because it does. Where's your focus? Where's your focus? Are you standing on the word of God? Foundation, it's everything. You can't build a house till the foundation is poured out. And once the foundation is sturdy, come on to you, right? Once the foundation is sturdy, then you can put the walls and the ceiling. And then put all the little good things that the little lady wants for you to put in there. But to then, if the foundation is not steady, it's going to fall apart. Is your foundation the word of God? Because if your foundation is the word of God, then you can stand on it. And not be shaken. Hallelujah. Hey, hey. You got me with the hey, hey. You know, I, said, I was laughing. I said, yeah, I was saying hey, hey back then. I, you know, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. It just keeps coming back, you know. Hey, hey. <laughs> so it's important that we meditate on the word because the Bible says, as a man thinketh, he is. Am I thinking that I'm bound? Am I thinking I'm not good enough? I'm not qualified? Or am I allowing that mixed in with emotion and then operating with anger? Man, you know, that sisters, you know, you've been coming here a while, you know, praising the Lord, but man, she got some attitude. Because what she's meditating on. Her decision is to serve God, but she's her soul is bound. How do you expect her to react any other way? How can you react any other way? I gave a message years ago about depending on the tree and it'll be, it'll be identified by the fruit that that tree is giving. So what's in that tree will be manifest. If bitterness is in her heart for whatever reason, what do you expect the fruits are going to be? And then you're going after the fruits Instead of going after the root that's causing the fruit to come forth, we spend years, oh man, I ain't dealing with make no more. I'm tired. I've been telling him he's don't want to learn. Because we're dealing with the fruit instead of with the issue that's causing him to manifest that anger. And that's what the enemy wants us. Entrapped roller coaster. One day, hallelujah, God is good. Oh man, God is good. The next day, I don't I, I don't feel it. I ain't going to church this week. Where are you? Where are you with your commitment? I'm going to tell you something. Being a Christian ain't for the faint. It takes more strength, more boldness to be a Christian than to be a non-Christian. 
Being a non-Christian, you're just going with the flow. Being a Christian, you're going against the wave. Actually, if you dare to be, go to your job and declare Christ and, and be a Christian, you'll be persecuted. Now, I could go to the same job and say, you know, I'm Susan. Because I feel like a Susan today. I'll be, I'll be accepted. I'll be praised. But if I say, no, really, no, I, I'm not into that. You know, I'm a Christian. Oh, you're one of those. You're here to judge us. No, you're judging yourself. You're already getting out of shape. So you're judging yourself. I'm just presenting. See, that's the, what the anointing does. Brings conviction without you even speaking a word. I'm working now in Alphabet City. <laughs> the capital of drugs, homosexuals, and everything. And my building is full of them. And you know, I tell them, how you doing, sir? Have a great day. He keeps calling me, sir. That's what you are. They, they used to be now. They don't even bother me. How you doing, sir? Always oh, Jose. It's Jose. I ain't changing because of you. And you, you ain't going to confuse me. They, 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 they're changing the English language to justify who they are. And if you come against it, you're the enemy. Wait a minute. Where's my freedom? Where's my choice? Uh, I don't believe in that. <laughs> and, and if anybody comes back to you with anything, you will stand up with a heart being and put them in check. But when it comes for standing for Christ, you go to the gym to work out, and it's painful. But the end result, you're looking for a tighter body. You know, some of them might be looking for bigger muscles. Some of them just want to be healthy. You know, but the result you get is what you put in. Your victory in Christ is what you put in. So if you throw all into Christ, then you get all back. What are you all? Freedom. <laughs> the top of the list, health. Listen, last couple of years I've been taking high blood pressure, cholesterol, and every other mother you want to mention. I took, changed doctors, started training, started eating better, exercising, and the doctor said, well, we're going to take a blood test and see where you're at. Fine. Came back across the board. Normal. He goes, well, we're going to have to retest you. Sure, no problem. You get a copy of that, send it to Minister Liz. Minister Liz, that's your field. Take a look at this. He said, in two months, we're going to retest you. No problem. No problem. Minister Liz, I thought, this is good. He says, this is a blood test for a 20-year-old guy. I say, thank you, Jesus. You know, I'm going to live a little longer. So now I'm going to fight to maintain that health. So I go back and take the test the second time. Doctor says, get out of my office. You're too healthy. I said, wait up. Then why am I taking this? Yeah. So he goes, oh, that's a good argument. Okay, well, look, doctor. I said, why you ain't automatically taking away from me? Because he ain't worrying about me. It's all about money. Yeah. So if you don't educate yourself even by going to the doctor, what makes you think you're going to be victorious if you don't educate yourself in the Word of God? It's a soldier going out there with a gun with no bullets. He's still coming. 
And then you join yourself with another believer. One says a thousand, two says ten thousand. The authority that comes beside us, the hell fleets from us. Deuteronomy, read it, baby. He comes in one direction and fleets in several, indicating the fear that he has. None of you of the anointing one that resides in you because he knows he has to submit to it. So besides the submitting, he'd rather run. So he flees from you. And some of us walk like, well, hey, he ran from me. That's me. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> He's got my back. He's got my front. He's got my size. He's got my everything. Does he have yours? Do you call on him first when the praises? And do you call on him first in the trial? Because our natural reaction. Okay, I lost this. I can there. You know, I'm maple here, maple there. And then after some time of getting deeper, Lord, he says, I've been waiting. You would have came to me the first time. You won't be where you're at right now. Oh, but you don't understand, Pastor Mingo. The devil's been at to me. Man, stop lying to yourself. That boy's nowhere near you. <laughs> We are creatures of habit. We don't, that what I want to do and that I don't want to do, we don't even fight no more. We just find ourselves there and we make excuses for it. Yo, brother, what's up? Yeah, give us two more shots here. Oh, man, yeah, the devil was bad today. Give us another one. Yo, you don't understand the anointing. I, gotta, I just got to make a stand. Yeah. Who are you lying to? Now don't get you wrong, man. You know, me personally, I'm gonna be honest, man. I have no problem having a drink. But when the drink is having me, then there's a problem. Amen. I don't have a problem. When the Bible says I can't have a drink, it says don't get drunk. Exactly. Know your limitations. Right. Don't let the limitations control you. You control the limitations. And if you stand in Christ, there is no limitations. Give me a few minutes going to bounce off the wall and then it's going to come back and it's going to hit you. Come back. Oh! God is good. He is good. He is good. Don't know where you're at, what your heart's struggling with, what you're huffing about, what you're mad about, but if you give that to God, man, man, I got so many voices in the image, mindset. Oh, okay, okay, wait, what up? This is good, this is good, this is good. Let me see, what up? What, what I wrote? We have developed a preset ceiling that I cannot cap. And it brought me back to a teaching that I had over like 20 years. You put a tick in a jaw, and he'll jump out. You put a cap on that jaw, he'll jump out and hit the cap and go down. He'll always jump, but he'll never hit the cap. You take that cap and lower it, he'll hit it. And then he'll stop at that point. You keep bringing it lower and lower to the point that he doesn't jump anymore. You remove the cap, the preset. He thinks the cap's there, so he never jumps. Say that again. Doesn't even know he's free. You're free, and you're still operating like there's a cap on you. How you perceive yourself in Christ 
Not how you perceive yourself according to the pattern of the world. How you perceive yourself in Christ will remove the cap or keep it on you. This season, what Christian or what kind of Christian are you? A defeated one or a victorious one? The choice is yours. I come to give you life and life in abundance. I eliminated your excuses. Everything that you're going against, everything that's coming against you, I already nailed it to the cross. It's been done. It's settled. Pay, pay it in full. Don't try to bring it back. It's not a layaway. It's paid in full. Pick up your blessings. Break up your healing. Break up your peace, your joy, your sound mind and all that. Pick it back up. Put it on. Put the armor of God. The word of God. Take that sword. The word of God. The shield of faith. The word of God. Peace. The word of God. If you think you can make it without the word, you're deceiving yourself. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. But it also says that it's impossible to please God without faith. Your faith requires that you're focused. You can't throw out faith and focus on something else. Focusing on your problem and the situation, but in the name of Jesus, in the name, it's, don't work that way. It's a marriage. So if you focus on God, then your faith activates the promises of God. Man, I can only stand here and tell you because I hit that wall too many times. If it's not by his grace, there I go too. God is awesome. He is faithful. Even when we're not. And he loves you. And he's patient. And he's kind. And he's meek. But he has a point. When he says, hear no further. When he keeps telling you words. Sending brothers and sisters to encourage you. Calling you and calling you and tapping you. And you refuse to answer the call. Then he is compelled to say, I step back. And if you're struggling then, let me tell you the deception of the enemy. He'll walk away from you and peace will come on you. Because the enemy ain't attacking. I got him where I want him. He's not serving God or me, but that's okay because there's only one way in if you serve him. So if you're not serving God, man, y'all know, since I left God, I had people tell me that. Oh, since I left the church and everything, I've been at peace. I got more money. I can run around. Continue with that line, my brother. There's no reason that if you're being attacked, it's because there's a talking on you. If there's a talking on you, that means there's an anointing upon you. If there's an anointing upon you, that means there's a calling in you. That he's asking for you to give back what he gave you. What do you got in your hand? What I gave you, give it back to me. Oh man, that brother, he's very talented. Who do you think gave him the talent? Give the talent back. You know, I, I, it, it irks me when I see these top singers come out there who started it in church and forgot God. And nine times out of ten, where are they now? In the grave. Died before their time. Because they got caught in the hype of the world. 
the excitement of they think they're all that they forgot it was God that gave them the ability they forgot it was God that called them they forgot that's why crushing is so crucial it does not let you forget come on the average person I should only been here today with the crushing that I went through but where am I going to go where am I going to go? Where could I run that I can't? <laughs> and then he, no, he, where could I run that I'm not going to get? What can I, if I go under a rock, he finds me. If I go to the top of the hill, he finds me. If I go to hell, he will find me for the love of me. But still, I have to make a choice in that crush. Lord, I don't understand why this pain. I don't understand. I can't walk straight. Lord, I can't understand what's going on. But I worship you. What you do in that crushing will indicate your victory or your bondage. And if you have a relationship, nine times out of ten, you will go for the victory because the relationship. But even if you make a mistake, because you're overwhelmed, he is patient to wait for you. How much more do we want of the awesome greatness of our God? That he waits for us even though we go the wrong journey, he still calls for us. He still sends people after us. He, he, he wakes people up in the middle of the night to pray for you. My God, you're not fighting by yourself. That's why you can't brought you can't boast when you make it because it's never been you. It's because he had people around you crying out for you. He told Abraham, you know, he had a, such a vision for Abraham. He said, Abraham, you got to catch my vision. You got to understand what I'm sending you, what I'm preparing you for. Look at the stars. Look how much sand there is. That's how many children you're going to have. Whoa. Catch my vision. He had to get his understanding. He had to change his mindset to become the man that he called him. For he could change his surroundings. Gideon. Oh, mighty man of valor. Whoa, whoa, whoa. My clan is the weakest here. And I am the weakest within my clan. Man of valor. See how he calls us against of what our mindsets are? He said, I don't know what you're talking about. I know who I created. I didn't quit a weak one. I didn't put a spirit of make on you, of fear, of timid. You're a mighty warrior because you're created in my image. And I am a warrior. So if I'm a warrior, you as my offspring is a warrior. Get out of that pit hole. Shake this dust off. Shake the pain off. Shake the disappointment off. And call upon me, the prodigal son. Oops, spirit. The prodigal son. Spirit again. The prodigal son. I'm a, I'm a clown, hey? The, pro <laughs> <laughs> the prodigal son. The prodigal son. He, he, he didn't even say, oh, you know, uh, I think if I go back, no. The Bible says he came to himself. How do you think he came to himself? It was a whisper of the Holy Spirit. Wake up. Oh my God, how did I get here? No, in my father's house. Even a servant has better than this. 
I'll go back and repent. See, that's our concept. We'll come back as a servant. But when the father sees us, he says, my son, my daughter. Don't believe the lie that you're too far, he can't reach you or love you anymore. He loves you. He got plans for you. I don't care where you've been. I don't care how far to the left you have gone. Sex, change, jail, whatever. I don't care. My God can transform anything. He can wash you as, as you never sinned in the first place. Put a joy in your heart that will blow your mind and the world cannot understand. See, we're talking about the one who created you. Everything in you, he thought of and put in place. Your mindset, your, your intellect, your, your lack of intellect, there's a reason for it. Man, I, 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 I struggle with that all the time. But why you make people smarter than me? Why you make people you're able to do this? Because I wanted you to sick me harder. Because if you would have been like them, you would have been lost. Now, I'm a crazy guy. If I would have been like these guys, pick it, read it, spit it, this is the last place I would have been. The last place, because I would have been too high-minded. You know, I couldn't walk straight, my head would have been so heavy. But he protected me from that. Then he shows me, man, my God, he's awesome. He shows me, he puts me in a room with nothing but lawyers, and I'm telling them what to do. Puts me with an engineer who makes $400 an hour, and I'm telling him the principles how it shouldn't go. We can't do that because you know the way you're going, we're going to spend fifteen, twenty thousand. My way, you're going to spend three or four hundred dollars. You're the engineer. You're supposed to be telling me. But according to the wealthy, I'm not smart enough. I'm not educated enough. You know, I shouldn't even be in the same category sitting in the room with them. But because of my God. They are no match. Because they're not going against me. I learned. You're going against my father. When I had a business with a guy who left me, I, I testimony I gave years ago. Uh, I owe 1.3 million. You guys remember that testimony? When they brought me in for questioning, I had the post office, because you sent through the mail, that's fraud. <clears throat> I had the uh, such as one, such as on two, and such as on three. The guys that were coming at me, the persecutor, that's what I call them, the persecutor, because he wants to hit me. And they're sitting me in the office, and I'm talking, I'm sweating. And I, mean, I can't think, and I'm sweating. The phone rings. Guy picks up the phone. He says, okay, give us a few minutes. We've got to go check. And I said, bathroom break. Can I use the bathroom? I ain't got to go to the bathroom. I threw myself on the floor in the bathroom. Boy, I need you. He said, peace. I give you the words. Peace. Went back, sat down, boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. The name of the corporation, Joshua and Cain. So uh, when you get to Joshua and Cain, oh, Joshua and Cain, oh, yeah, man. Those are the two spies out of the 12 that came back with the good report. The other 10 were bad. You know, they look at me. And they're looking at me. They go, where's the guy who was scared? There was a boldness about me. And then they started bringing sort of their perception of evidence. And I would look at it and I would, 
What about this? And he went, you see, don't know what it is. He says, it's not me. He goes, okay. How are you looking at me? As a victim or a criminal? And we're, we're looking at you as a victim. Leaning over. They wanted me to go against the brother. I said, you got all this evidence? Yeah, you go get him. I'm out. You don't need me. They got out of character. They started cursing me up. How dare you? Look what he's trying to do to you. I said, you don't understand. The Christ in me don't let me go against him. Because the other guy was supposed to be a Christian. He was, wasn't living up to his thing. So I'm going to condemn him? I said, you, go, you get him after me. Without me. You get him without me. They won't be able to hit him. Even with all the evidence, he did no time. If I allow my emotions, who knows what they would have done to me, and I know what they would have done to him. A brother in Christ who had a, a moment in his life would have been behind bars for the foolishness that he did, and they would have used me to do that. Who are you? Who are you? What grade are you in? Oh, you think about that, man. What grade are you in? Are you still in kindergarten sucking milk? Are you in second, third grade eating crackers? Are you in high school starting to chew on solid food? Or are you in college indulging that steak? What grade are you in? With your walk with God. What grade are you in? Don't want to worry about what grade he's in, what grade she's in, what grade are you in? Where are you in Christ? The power of being crushed is never meant to destroy you. It's been meant to awaken you. Be awakened today. And do me a favor. Stop beating you up yourself up for the mistakes you made. You repent it, let it go. You'll never forget it because that's part of crushing and that's part of keeping you humble. Amen. I get to change the page even though I look at it. This one... How do you <clears throat> constantly go back in prayer and pray, make a stance, declare over yourself? You know, let me tell you something. We pray and then all of a sudden we say, well, I've been praying three or four times and ain't nothing happening. Do you know when Jesus went to the garden and he cried out, Father, is there a way that this cup passed me, but not my will, that will be done? Do you know he went three times? Three different times. Can I let it go? But all of them we end with. But not my will. Your will. To show you his humane side. He went to the Father three different times. Remove this from me. But if he would have, we had no hope. So when you struggle and it's overwhelming and you're saying, Lord, Lord, man, the king of kings asked three times to remove it. And he's the king of kings. 
Who are you? Greater than your king? Humble yourself. Throw yourself in his face and cry out, Father, have mercy on my soul. Like your life depended on it. I'm going to give you a secret. It does. It does. Remember that I am In Psalms 46.10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in this earth. Don't worry about who's against you. Don't worry about who doesn't agree with you. Don't worry about who comes up with their own concept. Remember who is king. Remember who is Lord. Remember who is God. Remember who is your healer. Remember who saved you. Remember who protected you. The one, remember who provided for you when your dreams were all gone and, and brought it back to life. Remember, I am God Almighty and I will be declared. Pray that you walk away from here with the understanding that the struggles you're going with does not have to last say so. Or the crushing that you're going to. Oh man, that's when it says, count it all joy that you're going to a trial. Count it all joy. That man crazy. Count it all joy. Yeah. Count it all joy. That is bothering you because it's causing you to look on me. And if we look upon him, there's the hope to overcome. Count it all joy that it bothers you. Count it all joy that you're feeling the pressure of your sin. Count it all joy that you're feeling the crush and you don't even know where to go. Count it all joy because you're looking on me. Your father is waiting for you. Father, we thank you for what you're doing here today. I pray that your word went forth and landed, in, I know it landed on good soil. I pray that you will cultivate it tonight, oh Lord, as they sleep. Give them revelations, understanding. Give them a breakthrough. Give them the peace, oh Lord, that surpasses all their understanding. I thank you for what you're about to do in this house today. I thank you, Lord, that it's going to overflow in their house, oh Lord, and overflow in their workplace, oh Father, and overflow to their children and to their children's children, because you are a blesser of the third and fourth generation. So we declare this in the name of Jesus, the victory, oh Lord, for your children, my brothers and sisters, in Jesus' name, amen. If anybody want prayer, uh, if anybody will have a want to recommit or whatever you're joining at, or a clarity, or just want to hear a word, uh, the ministers are here. We're here. We can pray together. We can stand together. There's power in unity. There's power in unity.
when the body of Christ comes together, there is power that breaks all yokes because of the anointed one who is present. So don't leave the same way you came in, unsure, confused, whatever. Leave victorious in Jesus' name. I declare this. So if you're not sure, don't worry about the guy next to you, the girl next to you, the person behind you. You know, they're going to heaven. You got to make sure you're going. They bring in at peace. Make sure you're at peace. So don't be mindful of your surroundings and humble yourself before God. If anybody wants prayer, the altar is open. Anybody here that does not know the Lord in, 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 in the Zoom land or the TV land or Interland land, uh, if you do not know the Lord, today is the day that the Lord has made for you. This is the day the Lord has made for you. And if you're not sure, then recommit yourself to him. Open the gates of heaven again and begin to flush your soul with his presence that releases the guilt, the pain, the scars, and, re and fills you with such peace that surpasses your understanding. Let your enemy seize you and be confused because he should have snuffed you and you're still praising God. 